0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here. We've got Victor Speck on the other side. Yo, yo, yo. Today we're going to be covering GameStop stocks. They are shooting right through the roof right now. And if you haven't invested on it, uh, you know that train has sailed, and you are not on it.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a stock spokesperson now. <laughs> uh,
0: mm-hmm. On a more serious note, um, Manchester United uh, lost 2-1 to Sheffield United, uh, leading to some racist abuse uh, to uh, Martial, Anthony Martial and uh, Axel zebe They don't deserve that. Um, Tuchel has just started his reign with Chelsea. Uh, we're going to be covering that today. And uh, the other thing, too, as well, we're going to be covering the city is on top. They're top of the league, um, you know, with the demolition against uh, uh men. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. so that's what we're going to be covering uh, on today's segment. Uh, maybe we may spice it up with a little bit of some Italian spice between Lukaku and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But apart from that, that's what our coverage is most likely going to be today. If you want to learn about stocks and see what the hell is going on with game stocks, GameStop stocks, uh, you can go on to YouTube and uh, you know search that out for yourself. But for now, today we will be covering um, you know football again. All right, bro. So we'll start off with Manchester United. Manchester United lost two one to Sheffield United. Did you watch this game?
1: I actually, I actually didn't. (laughs) I dozed off in this game, bro.
0: Yeah, you were down for this game, man.
1: Well, but I woke up and then I saw that uh, that man you lost, and I was like, "What?" It was one-one when I passed out. So,
0: oh wow, (laughs) yeah. So United lost one, uh, two-one. What do you think uh, when you were watching United when we're you know tied one-one?
1: I I thought like pretty much. You're playing against uh, Sheffield, right? I thought yeah. you guys would would, would bury them because they, I mean, they're in a bad, um, bad, yeah. spell, but I mean like they won their last game, so I guess this might be the change the the, the change point for them now, where they're gonna start like pushing to get more points, right? Yeah. And um, the guy who scored against you guys was was a was an ex-Manu player or something
0: uh which one I, I i don't know if i don't know the,
1: the first guy because i i heard uh, i think uh the commentator was like he used to, he was from he was from Manchester United oh against Joe. so yeah. um yeah the but i was like I, while i was watching it i was like okay you guys are trying to win right but in the end it's still like there's no no finishing point, you know what I mean? Like, the finish is not there um, pretty much. And then, she- I guess, Sheffield uh, buried their chance. And, you know, Sheffield, right? You know, they're going to get, like, a few, few chances and make something of it, right? But mm. not so much that we've seen this season, but this game, they did it and they, they won.
0: Yeah. So. To be honest, the Sheffield uh, situation is kind of – um, a little bit, uh, um, uh, not real in a sense. I don't. I don't think they're as bad as the table shows them. Like, I don't watch. I don't sit down watching Sheffield. But every single time I've watched Sheffield United, um, they actually look like the games are tight. They're hanging on. They're playing somehow, but they're not
1: scoring. And yeah. the the defender, sorry, they're unlucky. Kind of like Leeds. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're kind of unlucky in a way, in a sense. They're a little bit unlucky. They don't seem like a team that's, um, you know, uh, uh, that deserves to be in the position that they find themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So it is a little bit, uh, it is a little bit, it's not surprising to see them kind of get the lucky bounce in a way and get the lucky opportunities and, and win today mm-hmm. uh, or win, win the game. But um yeah, you know, it's uh it's uh, uh quite the uh, uh quite the upset, you know, considering how much United were on fire. Yeah. And you know, the 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 same the same issues happen. And then, you know, this is also the other thing too, again, once again, this is that situation where we're seeing with Manchester United, where if a team plays the low block, we're not able to break them down. If you go back to the first game where we played against uh uh, what they call them, um Sheffield, the first mm-hmm. game we were against sheffield they they tried to push us high, which was weird. They kind of tried to play in the zone three zone uh zone two and zone three press, yeah. which is what what the better teams do mm-hmm. um you're a good team you can you can kind of squeeze united out, play the zone two, zone three we've seen Liverpool do it. Uh, But the reality, if you if you're not a very good team and you're you're trying to press United on zone two and zone three, you 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 can you know be ready for a pummeling. But when you sit back, you go into your zone, you stay in, you park the bus, stay on zone four. Um, There's two ways you can press United. Either you press them, either you sit back, soak up pressure, Mm counterattack, or you press them at the start-up of the pitch. So you're pressing them at zone one and two, not all the way back in your half, at their own half. United can't play – we can't play the ball very well from the back, and we can't play the ball uh, – and when when you sit back, we can't play the ball in such quick patterns and quick plays to zip the ball past, you know, the other teams, right? So mm-hmm. this is one of the biggest uh, issues – with Manchester United, and um, th- this is kind of the reason why I've always said, you know, kind of wait. This team is not that good of a team. You know, everybody keeps saying United are United are are uh, uh, first. We're first. It's never really felt like a first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, standing. So for the first time, it actually looks like we are. Um, you know, we're looking good, and we'll actually look like a good, decent team. But the reality is. If we face a team, majority of the teams sit deep against United. And if we face teams who apply that strategy very well, we will win. You know what I mean? The only mm-hmm. thing lately, we've been facing teams that are applying that strategy very well and we've been fi- – I mean, sorry, we we wouldn't win. We will lose or we would tie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've been finding teams who've been applying that strategy, but due to good individual form, like guys like Rashford, Paul Pogba, um, sometimes Bruno, we're capable of breaking through with quality through the low block, um, and maybe in some cases getting penalties to win the game. So this game, Sheffield had all the breaks, and they sat deep, and they absolutely um, made sure that we didn't have any opportunities to break them down. So the midlife hard for you guys. Yeah, it didn't quite work out. It didn't quite work out for us. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: United is no longer you know top place now we are where in my opinion this is the real in a way it's kind of this the way this season has sort of panned out this feels like the right position where we should be because remember we've been mentioning city look like the team to beat it's not Manchester united Manchester united don't feel like the team to beat city feels like the team to beat you know yeah. so this now finally kind of Validates it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, I would love to see United obviously win every game, but I, you know, I think our fans were getting way too carried away, way too hype, and rightfully so. There's nothing wrong with that. Me, I even joined in the hype. You know, and why shouldn't you be happy when your team is dom- dominating game? Well, not dominating dominating games, but on top of the league, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, uh, winning games at a sliver of their teeth, and it's fun mm-hmm. to watch and Yes, you may lose a couple of games, you may tie a couple of games, but at least we're enjoying it. We're enjoying the moment. So, um, for me, it's it's uh, it, in a way now. I think it dampens it dampens the excitement a little bit, and also it puts it puts things in perspective. I, I've always said this: like if you go back to the PSG game, if you go back to the uh, to the Leipzig game. These are crucial games where United needed to show, like, just get a point, squeeze a point, and we couldn't do it. You know? Against Sheffield, this was kind of, you may say, oh, Sheffield is not Leipzig. Sheffield is not um, uh, PSG. But the thing is, this is a type of banana skin that Manchester United always seems to slip against. Or when they're going, hey, you know, we were top. Now is the opportunity to claim back our top spot. The going gets tough. A team kind of puts the screws on. Our team does not really show up the way we should show up. So, it's uh, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a it's tough. It's a, it's a sad period, but it's what it is. But the other thing I actually you know mentioned earlier, and I wanted us to now you know talk about. Like I know I would have loved to talk about it earlier, but I didn't want it to want it to dampen the mood. Was the, yeah the racist stuff, man? The absolute racist stuff that we're seeing against Martial and Tuanzebe, it's... It, it. I know Martial had a stinker of a game, bro. If you watch this game... He, Mar- scored, like, he, scored, he scored a goal that was disallowed, eh? Yeah, he did. He scored a goal that was disallowed. But still, even part of that, even go watch the second goal, just watch Martial. Yeah. Go watch a couple of uh, plays where we're trying to press for the ball, just watch Martial. Like... He had a stinker of a game. He was not moving. He wasn't running. And this is causing a lot of friction among United fans. Yeah. But does not deserve the racism that this guy is getting. It doesn't deserve it. And also the stuff that Tuan is getting, it doesn't. Tuan is like a child of our own, bro. Like this kid came from Congo, mm-hmm. you know, for four years, uh, when he was four years old, didn't know a lick of English, had to learn you know, how to speak, you know, English, obviously in England, you know, and he's adopted United his family. He's captained United all the way through up until the men's team. And you have uh, fans. I don't know if these are real fans because obviously it's Twitter and his Instagram. People can hide behind their screens and say whatever, but man, you do not like some of the stuff that we're saying, like bananas and stuff like that. You cannot do that. Like, honestly, we don't like to use our platform. As uh you know uh, a a tool for this kind of stuff, we've said things that we are not proud of, like honestly, like if we sit here and you know kind of start shine putting the shining light upon all ourselves, we said things that we're not we're not proud of, I've said things I'm not proud of, you know, you have said things that we're not proud of, you know, and I don't think it's really helped the cause in the sense when you're looking at you know racism from the outside perspective, but mm-hmm. in reality. Like we cannot have that like when we when we do this, we understand what we're saying, we understand what we're doing, but we cannot have that in you know these guys' setting. These guys are humans, i don't care if they make a hundred million a year i don't care if they make five cents a year. you know what I mean, yeah. they are human beings, and they need to be respected, you know it just happens all the time, and it it really hurt me like you know, looking at this stuff, and I'm just like. Uh, my my goodness, and some of them were sending death threats to his wife, to Marcel's wife. Wow. They were like, we're gonna we're gonna kill your husband, like crazy shit. Like, as I said, these these are all these may be people who are fans. They may be people not our fans. They may be you know trolls and whatever. But man, like to his wife, they were sending like, yo, we're gonna kill your husband. Like he, you know, he's not doing anything on the pitch. It's just sad, man. It's sad the state of affairs. Like you think our world has moved on from this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but man, it was just it was sad to see and it was hard to like you know uh, uh look at it. and i think social media has to do a better job of this like and, and not, not social media social media platforms have to do a better better job of all this stuff right like you know you, you've got to find a way to cut out all these people who are sending out abuse to people as soon as somebody should type something like you know, I mean, we, we don't want to censor free speech now because then we start getting in places. People want to make jokes about different kind of things and reference different kind of things in different contexts. You know, that are not racist or any in any sense. You know, mm-hmm. maybe somebody saying, "Hey, I, I had a banana for lunch." We can't we can't block out banana off the you know Twitter or uh, Instagram platform, but they need to be much more very very aggressive with finding these these words that were spoken. You know, these things that are said to people. And blocking their accounts, shutting down their accounts, even to an extent, putting an ID. You know, if you want, if you want to, you know, comment on the internet, we're gonna put your ID on there. You know, you mm-hmm. have to use your full name. You can't use bullshit name. I will sign up for that. Even though, yes, we're using our um, uh, our uh, uh, IG names or whatever on this platform, I will sign up to put my real name on a on a platform to ensure that you know people are not being. Um, Insulted and are not being abused online because it's it's too much. It's too much. Anywho, but uh, apart from that, uh, Marcel still played a very horrible game. He was absolutely tragic uh, watching him do that, and and it kind of is a testament to me. Like, um, I kind of uh, not testament to me. It's, it's a testament to Ole. Um, I had a I had a, a conversation with uh, Obi. You know, uh, let's uh, give him a call out here. You know. Um, uh, we were just talking about United and he was talking about like, he showed me a clip of how lazy Marcel was. And, you know, I was like, yeah, he's bad. Um, even, you know, the, the goal that we conceded, he was just absolutely atrocious. He was just not working on the pitch. Right. Mm-hmm. But my own thing I've always said with Manchester United is the pressing game, you know, as a, as a coach myself, my specialty is pressing. That's my, that's my, that's my alma mater. That's, that's the thing that I have to, I, the test I have to take, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I, I have a chance to take it after this whole COVID craziness, but you know, the test I have to take is on, um, what you call it, uh, pressing, pressing from the front. Um, and I have wo- worked extensively on how to, you know, set up pressing schemes, how to, you know, create pressing designs, to press teams from the front, so you can win the ball early, and you know, smash yourself a goal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not saying I'm the master of this. Come on, like, look, I don't have a UEFA pro license or anything,
1: but, but you, were, you, were, you were you were pretty good at it when you when you coached us and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: I I, I had yeah,
0: that, that that's a whole different this amateur game, right? And nobody's really, you know, hey, this is how Uncle CB is going to press from the front. Nobody really studies my teams on how we press from the front. Right. So uh, but pressing from the front is a very um, common thing these days. Mm -hmm. And United don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. And what hurts uh, for me with pressing is obviously, obviously you need the right personnel. But what hurts for me is I can tell based on what I see on the screen that we don't practice this aspect of the game enough. The only time I've seen us really press from the front um uh for, for a good not 90 minutes but for a good 60% of the game was against Leeds. Leeds was the 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 game where, where I saw us like go after them. You know what I mean? These guys want to play from the back. We're gonna go after them. The other team that I think as well that I've seen that happen, I can't remember. I mentioned it to ob 2 as well. And I, I can't obviously uh pull my uh messages out right now just because of the way this app functions. But mm-hmm. um, it was against Leeds, and there was another team that we absolutely just pressed them from the front. You know, they couldn't they couldn't keep up with us, they couldn't, they they couldn't you know, uh, uh, stand toe-to-toe with us because we just hounded them, you know, uh, yeah. from the beginning. So um, uh, our, our, our team can do it, but it's not coached enough. And I think in a game against Sheffield, I saw moments where Sheffield were, were even moving the ball from the back and then moving it out without us, you know, winning the ball very well um, or winning the ball at all. It was kind of like, what the hell is going on? And I think this is the problem with Marcial, Rashford, and Greenwood. When we look at our three front strikers, mm-hmm. they don't have a clue. Anytime we lose the ball, you just just watch them. Maybe one person presses. Maybe Bruno helps them out to come out and press. Um, you know, maybe maybe Martial presses now. You know, maybe he doesn't press again. Like we don't seem to have a a clue of. How can you press a team? Where do you press them? How do you set up um, trap schemes so that the teams, when they get into a certain area, all of a sudden they see three people and they're, they're boxed in. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have a good pressing strategy. And I think, the, you know, starting off like trying to pass the ball from the back, you know, trying to move the ball, like those things we don't do very well anyway. We don't have the personnel to do that very well. We still try to do it. Why not like, look, lump it long or put it in a, in a corner, in a space where, you know, it's, it could give you a 50-50 chance to win if you don't have any options, and squeeze them there. So it's um, it, it's sad to see, like, we just we just don't know what we're doing, you know. And and I think this is an area that Oli really needs to kind of get the focus on because we're not a very good passing team. Um, mm-hmm. We don't cross the ball very well. Um, you know, we're kind of, we rely, we we rely on the fast breaks on the quick options, but if they're not there, then we're out of ideas. If, if that is not working, then set up pressing strategies, pressing schemes so that I put the ball in a certain corner. We, we go for a 50, 50 Rashford with his speed against your left back. And then we press them up there and then try to win it back. And then, you know, with the counter press score. So Anyway, that's that's my own thing with the with the whole thing. I think at the end of the day, what's happened has happened. Uh, you know, United um, dropping in performance is kind of like a you know the bubble has you know has burst a little bit. You know, and now we can all relax. But once again, we're seeing all these things come to fruition again. It's like the good thing is now we've finally taken eight steps forward, and we we took one step back before. It was we take two steps forward and one step back, three steps forward and two step back but now it actually looks like we are we we have taken eight steps forward and one step back you know mm-hmm. there's prog- there's progress on this united team this team looks like a decent team mm-hmm. i don't think this team is primed to win cups you know uh europa leagues fa cups um premier leagues i don't think it's primed to do that but i think that there's progress there, but there's still opportunities for Ole now to start going in and giving the right things so that our players can look like they know what they're doing on the pitch, not just when we're doing fast breaks, counterattacks, you know, squeezing the middle with our forwards. You know, we need to we need to Ole needs to be a little bit smarter and also another thing too, he needs to take Marcel off the firing, firing line. He's been playing him and I'm a huge advocate for Marcel. He needs to take him off the firing line right now because He's not winning games. Even Greenwood, I know everybody's like, "Oh, he's a young kid." Blah blah blah. Even Greenwood, find a way to play just Kivani and and Rashford together or some or something. Because Rashford seems to know how to score no matter what, and Rashford will put in one hundred and fifty percent if you you know ginger him up too and ask him to. He would do more for the team. He's United bred, so um, just find a way to take Marcel off the firing line. Give him a break. Tell him, hey, relax a little bit. Uh, We'll sit you off the bench for a couple of games. Let him get the fire back. And if he doesn't respond, then just say, look, man, like, you know, I've got you on my sights. You're a good kid. But uh, you're not just cutting it. And we need a little bit more. You know, we need a little bit more from our kids. And you're just not doing that. So I think Ole needs to really take the reins now because we're (sighs) – you know, I, I I didn't want to say we're in a title race. Mathematically, we are kind of, but I honestly think it will go away by the time City really kick off gear. But I, I think that I think that we only needs to say, look, this is an unprecedented opportunity to do something this season. Let's push and see where this goes. But if yeah. we lose it early, you can forget about it. All that momentum, all that progress he's made up to this point will be forgotten, and people will start asking questions again about his capability to lead this United team. Okay. On other news, uh, the great uh, Len Gardinho is uh, leaving Manchester United on loan to West Ham.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. That's actually such a good move for him. Because um, right now, West Ham's is fourth, aren't they? Fifth. They're fifth. Okay. Yeah. So they, they're vying for that Europa League spot.
0: Yeah, they are. Should they be- are.
1: That's a good move. I think. I think that's a good move because uh, from the end, come the end of the season, West Ham will not be in the Europa League. <laughs> we don't think they will. No, nah, I don't think so, bro. But for now, for now, it's good. You know, let Linga go. He can dream a little bit. You know, and then yeah. uh, maybe he might, he might help them push for it. They might get it if he, if he does work. But I mean, like. He plays in the same position right now as uh, so to say Saïben Rama, so mm. that's gonna be a tough one. I mean, like you, you probably sit on the bench a lot, but I mean, you still get your chances to come off from the bench and do some work, right? But
0: has Saïben has, that, Saeed ben, has Saeed ben Rama been playing lots this season?
1: He's been the he's he's been the starter since like the last like six seven games I think, and and West Ham has been winning. <laughs> Mm. yeah waiting like they have like i think besides um what do you call a city and uh and mind you west ham has accumulated the most points in in such a short amount of time yeah so, so they're yeah. like
0: uh, they're like uh the gme stocks or the blackberry stocks right now in the stock market
1: i don't know what the hell you just talked about but, <laughs> but sure yeah maybe if it makes sense then i guess we go with that yeah, yeah i guess
0: you you should follow the stocks man a little bit a little bit more there's uh uh a big blowout right now by uh you know gme gamestop gamestop stocks so GameStop,
1: um, like like eb games
0: Yeah, like eb games like the stocks oh, wow. are, blow, are blowing through the roof yeah that's
1: crazy
0: i know but uh it's due to is it's due to some uh wall street uh uh reddit uh wall street bets it's a reddit uh group who have, uh, figured out a good way to, to get, uh, extra cash. Uh, mm-hmm. it's called a squeeze. A lot of people, I don't want to go into it. It's, it's pretty fun. If any person wants to like really delve into what is happening. So you can go into it. But anyway, West Ham are shooting through the roof and you're right. They beat Crystal Palace 3-2. I think Suchek scored a couple of goals. I, yeah. had, I had the honor of having Suchek on my team, but I put him on the bench and yeah. uh, it cost me big time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Suchek is uh he's t- apparently he's like he's looking like the next Marion for landing or something. But I think yeah. he's better. Yeah. But um that's what that's what the the, the media is saying now. He's looking it, like the next Marion for landing. He's a but, little bit more uh, technical. A little bit more technical. And that mm-hmm. guy, man, I hate I hate him playing against Chelsea. But he scored. Yeah. He scored. Even even when he wasn't with West Ham, he scored against us.
0: <laughs> what team was he with before prior to West Ham?
1: It was that team in uh what's it called? And was it the Israel squad? The ones we played in the Europa League right before Frankfurt.
0: Oh, Israel. Um oh, I can't remember it, the names.
1: It, it, it's season. Mm. Yeah, it was Sarri season and yeah, he was he scored like I think two goals against us that game. Damn. Like the quarterfinals. Yeah, it was the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah I, can't, I can't remember the names of... It's funny. I time I see the Israel teams... Is, it Tel, is Maccab- it Tel Aviv? Maccabi? Maccabi Haifa?
1: No, I think it might actually be Maccabi Tel Aviv. Maccabi Tel Aviv. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. But,
0: yeah, sorry. You were saying something before I caught you off with Sushek.
1: Um... What was I saying? I lost my train of time. You were
0: talking about about Lingard and Sushak and, you know. Yeah. uh, yeah,
1: Lingard Lingard is going to have to fight, like, really hard to pretty much, like, get that spot because I think Ben Rama right now being in there is, like, so productive for them and Mm. uh, just making things happen. And obviously, you see it happening with the wins um but it's a good move for Lingard i think he needs to get out there and, and start doing some things in order to maybe find himself back into the Man U squad i don't know if it's possible or maybe he might end up like getting some more suitors and and then you never know where it goes from there right so
0: yeah i i think i think lingard's time is done i
1: i love lingard you know i've uh yeah he's my he's my he's my favorite man u player yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I love him. He's he's just the goals the goals he scored in Wembley we would never forget Lickard. Um and then also the Millie Rock, the uh, you know the what they call that move where Michael Jackson goes backwards, smooth the moonwalk, the moonwalk, yeah, the moonwalk, moonwalk at, at, and the uh, and the Millie Rock at the I, at the Emirates Stadium. He mm-hmm. he is a legend, you know, for me like the. When it came to Arsenal, there was one player you could always count on, and that was Lingardinho, You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, his time his time had come. But speaking of West Ham, let's let's actually, you know, you know, uh, go of course, go on a little bit journey here. Declan Rice. Yeah. Wright, yeah. Is he still gonna be coming over? Look, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. Declan Rice, I've been one of I w- when. When United um, were looking at him for fifty million, and we were looking at Sean Longstaff and Declan Rice, I think another person, another center mid, um, at the time, um, Declan Rice came up at fifty million. And I said, "This kid is overrated. He's not that good. He's not going to. He's not going to amount to what people say say he's going to be. Um, yeah. He's worthless. Like, forget this athlete. Go get somebody else from like." Portugal or Brazil or something, um, and you will get that 20 times. In fact, I I even said Ndidi, like, you know, I would take Ndidi over Declan Rice. I still would take Ndidi over Declan Rice. Um, Mm -hmm. Another player to that I would take that I think that is also kind of decent is Bisuma, although he's more of a box-to-box midfielder, Bisuma from uh, Brighton. But this season, Declan Rice has absolutely shut me up. This guy is... Way better than I thought, you know. I mean, not, not way better. He's improved more than mm-hmm. I thought he could ever. And in fact, I thought he was, like, just a stick, you know. Um, and maybe he may be just a one-season kind of thing. But this season has just shown me so much control, poise in the center midfield. Um, mm-hmm. And he just knows how to boss a midfield if he gets the opportunity. I mean, at the end of the day, Crystal Palace has scored two goals. But – yeah. What's going on with Declan Rice? Is he, like, he's amazing. I think he's good. Is he going to Chelsea this uh, at the end of this season or what's happening with him?
1: I don't... Uh, so, now, basically, it's... Um, that is actually such a really good question because uh, Declan Rice, as you know, has been a long-time target for Frank Lampard, right? Yes, and, exactly. And now Lampard is gone and it's Tuko. So, I don't know if we'll go for him because apparently he... um. The 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 urge to sign Declan Rice was one of the reasons Lampard also lost his job, um, because mm-hmm. apparently like he was he was annoying uh, a bunch of like head people with with always wanting Declan and saying I want Declan that's the guy I want right mm-hmm. and um and basically the club does not want to look stupid because they let a guy go for free now they're gonna go buy him for fifty seventy million yeah so it doesn't it doesn't make sense to them right so. But that was what, what Lampard wanted and I think this that's what they wanted that's that's what they were going to execute for him. But uh now pretty much we don't know. I still think like bruh, like if you're gonna if you're gonna still cause I know tamastoko is probably gonna end up playing like a double pivot, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want if you want somebody who can do that job for you well or who can come in and and now start to inherit what Kante has done, I think it's Declan. Mm. But um, we need we need to know what toku's demands are first. I don't think they're going to go for any players right now based on, like, he just came into the club, right? Yeah. But, um, and and as well, it's going to be, like, pretty much... I think if Toku now says, yo, we should get Declan, then it will happen, right? But right now, the club is probably, like, we don't want to go buy a guy that we sold for that we'd let like go for free, right? It's mm-hmm. embarrassing,
0: right? I I hear what they're saying. Um there's there's a club that loves to do that, and that's uh, Manchester United. We love doing that stuff. We sell a player for like next to nothing, release the player or something, and then next minute, mm-hmm. you know, we want to buy him for like a hundred mil. Um, yeah. horrible business practice if you if you don't know what is. And that's that's but at the end of the day, it's also so okay to swallow your pride and take back players because you don't know what they will bring to your team. And I think Declan Rice will bring a lot of energy, stature, um, power to you guys as midfield. And, you know, if you're looking at uh, uh, Kante, who's now breaking a lot more, he's always injured. Uh, you're looking at Jorginho, who's not quite the speediest or the fastest or the strongest, um
1: yeah. and, and and Jorginho's tactical sense has actually gone down quite a bit, quite a bit too.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're looking at all these things, you know, he seems to be like the right fit uh um, yeah. for Chelsea. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why you guys are not making this move and securing the deal, kind of like how you did with Pulisic. I, I don't know what uh why you guys aren't doing that. And if you yeah. don't, United actually is nipping on you guys' heels because united go figure um leg uh, there was a kid caicedo um from uh ecuador that yeah. we kind of signed but the there were some issues there and a bunch of um intermediaries came in and said oh you know there's gonna have to be a 20 percent salon fee you have to pay us all this extra amount and we ended up leaving that deal because we felt that this was not the right deal for us. And we started looking at other targets. We started looking at Declan Rice again. Um, mm-hmm. We started looking at, um, uh, I can't remember this, a couple of other players we're looking at. So if you guys are sleeping on this deal, I don't think we're going to pip you guys to Declan Rice, but I think that um, we may put some, a little bit of pressure that mm-hmm. will, that will rise his cost. And you may have to pay a premium if you really want him. So the, um, it may be something you guys should look at. But speaking of which, um uh, Tuku's reign has started. Um and uh tukul tied zero zero against Wolves. Well, how was how was that? How was that for you?
1: That, um I mean like it's Wolves, bro. Like you're not gonna go in and go win the game, right? Um you, he pretty much just came in like the night before and had a mm-hmm. had a training session for like one hour with the boys at like at six PM, right? So mm-hmm. um Pretty much like this game was pretty much like uh seeing what he has, right? And yeah. basically what I liked about this game was seeing the fact that he employed the 3 5 2, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a which is a which is a tactic that Lampard used on his first season when he when he uh when he played against Wolves, when he played against Leicester, when he played against uh Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. And uh it worked, it worked to a T. So um which is kind of like as well. We also we we were talking yesterday, and you we were like pretty much like why isn't Lampard doing the same thing? Why didn't he do the same thing this year? Right? Exactly. But that is a million dollar question. But moving on, going to Toku's reign, he started man such a vibrant energy. He knows what he wants, right? He 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 seems to have an idea of what of where he wants to take this t- team to be, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Placing um uh, Hudson odoi as a wing back for this first game and then putting Chewell on the other side as the other as the other wing back. So yeah. much, and then covering up the defense with Jorginho and Kova, who work really well together, but you know like they're not that attacking like men minded, right? So they're pretty much like the coverage, right? And stopping mm-hmm. up transitions because he knew he watched the games with wolves so he knows wolves is a counter attacking team so he wanted to nullify that right mm-hmm. so pretty good pretty good um signs there to see that he was able to like make those type of tactical changes and and uh make it make it so the the, the defense is covered in case anything is happening right um yeah. he, we all know like he's he he he's uh played with uh, Pulisic, right he gave Pulisic his uh his reign in in Dortmund, right? He gave him his debut and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, this game was really good. Hudson Odoi was actually amazing. He was he was killing it coming from the from the from the wingback situation and just being direct. And I think Tocco uh, told him after the game he said, "I want you to keep doing that more," right? Um, mm-hmm. then uh in the in the in the second half, then I guess Hudson went to the left side Pulisic came in and played on the right and boy Pulisic was dangerous as well as always right as always but the only thing is we just could not unlock this that final that final finish you know what I mean but my god you if if you talk about like um when Lamps first like started and as well Sari. so you know the transition from Sari to Lampard right where we, yeah. where we used to hold like eighty percent possession, like yeah. like nasty amounts of possession. But the thing, the only difference is just so we gotta score the goals, man. The goals gotta be scored, and we had chances. But Wolves played that low block to a T, and they just like they just stuck to their guns, stuck to everything that they believed in, and pretty much pulled it pulled it through in the last second of the game as well. Uh, Havertz had a header um the ball was going into the net but the defender kind of like headed it out it actually, it hit the defender and it bounced out right yeah. so yeah but very good signs in the in the post match uh, conference toku now talked about like why he chose that and he's like he pretty much explained like bro i've I've only been here for like a day <laughs> I had yeah. to come in quick and i had to decide on something he's like this um this is pretty much like this is not gonna be like the starting lineup, you know what I mean? Um, if you know, Rudiger started, Thiago started, um, Ben Chilwell. So how did that look with
0: uh, Rudiger, uh, Thiago, and Asplicueta in the defense?
1: It, it was it was pretty good. It was solid. I, I can't wait to see what comes up next, right? Um, and then in the in the in the in the striking force was actually Giroud, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Giroud was not a bit too, like he was sharp, but like just some some things that were a little bit off, you know, like you know the pass gave off and go, you know, like the the, the give and go, right, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but then when he when he left and Tommy came in, then Tommy was doing it, but then Tommy slipped at a crucial moment. So I'm just like, how many times are you gonna slip when you? you're so close to the goal, bro. You got to fucking keep yourself grounded, you know, be composed. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so pretty much that. Uh, he he explained in the post-match conference that, look, like, you know, this is not going to probably be the starting lineup. And uh, he's like, I'm still experimenting. I need to see everybody. He's like, I told Pulisic, he's, he's like, pretty much, I told him, I'm like, bro, I know what you're capable of and I know what you can do when you come from the bench as well. Right. So pretty much like, but I need to see what other people can do as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, and then the same thing, yeah, he, he, he said it was it was unfair that Pulisic didn't start. Then he spoke about Mason Mount. You know how the Chelsea fans are like, oh, great. Like, let Mason, um, let Tuco come in. He's going to bench Mason. Right. When Mason yeah. came in on that pitch in the in the I think in Sometimes. the last, A- last minutes. Minute. Yeah, bro, he freaking – he ran the game. <laughs> he ran it. So, like, like I'm pretty sure Tuku is going to look at that and he's going to be like, yeah, this boy's got to be in that starting lineup, man. So, the Chelsea fans that keep, you know, saying Mason is not good enough and is Lampard's son and whatever, Mason plays himself into a system and he plays it good, you know? So, yeah. like – Well, if they're hating, they're gonna be in for a nice surprise for sure. Um, As well as uh, what uh, what else did he say? He said, "We will build a team that everybody would be scared to play against, that nobody wants to play against." And that was like a statement of intent when he said that. And you just you could see how confident he is, man. Like. He yeah. knows. He knows what he's about to do, right? So
0: Yeah. And, well, I yeah. I would I, w- I would say like um, you know, you guys have a track record of firing managers, yeah, hiring managers and getting success out of them. And mm-hmm. I think that Tuchel cool. seems he seems primed for the big leagues. You know, I think that the PSG time was kind of um, you know, let me get some trophies under my belt, get some real experience of managing, yeah. you know, high class talent you know, Kylian Mbappe and uh, Neymar. Mm -hmm. And now he's not in a position where I've gotten all this experience. I know what it takes to be a good manager. I'm going to now show everybody how to do that in in Chelsea. Now he he may not be successful, man, but he may be. And I think, honestly, I'll tell you the truth. Like when Lampard was in there, I'll be real honest. I didn't even, I will look over and I'll be like, oh, Chelsea, they're like, what, ninth again, eighth again? Cool. Um, I won't lie to you, man. Well, as soon as you guys got Tuco, I was like, huh, Tuco. Interesting, <laughs> right? Because the, the the dynamics has changed now. And yeah. he may he may only be – with Chelsea, you may only be, get, be able to get two years to do what you need to do anyway. And mm-hmm. if he takes advantage of those two good years and just works hard with these players, you know, we may see Chelsea, like, you know, do something – actually do something and maybe not this year, maybe next season. So mm-hmm. um I am a little bit I'm keeping an eye out on you guys because now uh and I did watch the game. I watched what uh, you were saying and the team the team looked extremely vibrant. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the, when it's Mountain
1: the amount... intensity was not lost. Yeah. That's what liked. You know what I mean? Like but it's like Ah, it's kind of like, also, it's kind of like a slap in the face, bro. You guys, you boys couldn't do this when Lamps was there and he was suffering, you know what I mean? Uh,
0: But I wouldn't really say that, though. Those are not the same players, right? Like, some of these, I mean, yes, you can say some of them, but, like, he never played Hudson Odoi starting consistently up the front foot. Hudson Odoi gets this opportunity uh, with Tuchel as the manager. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like, I got to take this opportunity, man. Like, I, I wouldn't. I would not I would not have another opportunity to make this impact due to yeah. how good zc uh Pulisic are you know so yeah. in his in his mind he only has one opportunity to get this right and mm-hmm. and this was this was that opportunity another thing too as well Reese James wasn't starting right so uh Reese James is you guys are starting right back and he wasn't yeah. starting this game so yeah. Some of those players were players who played with Lampard. Do you know yeah. if you want to if you want to put the blame, you can't put the blame on Hassan Odoi. You can't put the blame on Giroud. Yeah, you can't, you can't put the blame on Kai. He barely played after you know having you know a bad run of form, mm-hmm. and you can't put, you can't put the blame on um uh, what they call it uh, even Kovacic or Rudiger or all these guys because they were not really starting.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. So. I, I don't I don't think it's a matter of, like, I, I hate whenever people say, oh, you know, they were not playing for the manager. Even when they said that about United players, I was like, at when Mourinho got sacked, I was like, that's not true, man. Like, if you go back and watch these games, even guys like Marcial that everybody makes fun of now, and, oh, he, the lack of work ethic. Marcial was single-handedly keeping Mourinho in his job until Alexis Sanchez came in and then Mourinho benched him. You know, yeah. then everybody everybody said, Oh, the down tools. And it's like, well, they didn't down tools. The manager just stopped playing the good players and they just weren't producing. Or maybe not even good players, but or he, he kept playing players that were out of form. Yeah. And and then chopping and changing, chopping and changing, and they were not producing. So who is to blame here? Right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is where I always go back and I always tell, I, I, I believe it. I think Abramovich made the right call on this one and maybe people, maybe we may be wrong, but I think it was the right call. He he had to get rid of Lampard because, you know, at the end of the day, the it's not a, it's not a matter of the players not playing against you it was the fact that you couldn't figure out, you get your team banded together, yeah, get the good players on the pitch most of the time and make some real ballsy decisions early. He didn't. Wasn't able to do that. Tuko right now so far has sort of gotten some people on his side. Based mm-hmm. on, I mean, this is just the first game, but you can see the way Hudson Hudson Odoi just bossed that right wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if woes were not like putting twenty guys behind the ball, I'm pretty sure you guys would have had some really decent goals from his crosses and his drives through into the box. He was just absolutely tearing it up, you know. Yeah. So
1: even Kai even Kai looked good too. Yeah, yeah. Mason Mason Mounts was oh my god, bro. That, that boy is one hell of a player. People just need to stop hating on him. And then um,
0: and also another thing too is he also had the balls to play two center attacking midfields. I mean, personally, I don't know if that's the right way to go about things, but I see what he was trying to do against Wolves.
1: Yeah, you had he, two number tens playing it out. Two that.
0: number tens right up of, right off the bat. He did not even waste time. He didn't try to you know, make it look like, oh, I'm going to try to play some guys with the wings here. No. When mm-hmm. I saw Kai, I was like, why is Kai in number 10 and Zek in number 10? But then I said, oh, I know why. You know, you could obviously see it. Like, you're like, this is, I mean, I won't say he's brilliant or genius. It was like, this makes a lot of sense. Why did it?
1: Links. Huh? Two creative links. Yeah. one One really creative and then the other is more direct, right?
0: Yeah. So- and I was like, And I was like, why didn't um, Lampard ever think about this? Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't he ever think of it? So, and then he brings on Mason and Mason starts, you know, putting on like a show and it's like, why didn't Lampard ever think of stuff like this? Like, yeah, Lampard may have lost the game, but at least it shows that he's expansive with his ideas and he's willing to take risks or do things a little bit differently than he currently is doing. Yeah. Right. So
1: anyway, um yeah, speaking speaking of Lampard, actually, he is actually he's the favorite for the Crystal Palace job, the Newcastle is he? job, and he's the third favorite for the Celtic job. Yeah. Actually, okay. Yeah. If,
0: if I'm uh, Newcastle, I'll get him right now. Steve Bruce is an absolute horrible manager. I think uh <laughs> I I think I think that uh, Newcastle mm-hmm. team needs change. Like Steve Bruce is not that bad, but He's, he's kind not, of like,
1: he, he wasn't he wasn't that bad when he coached sunderland with Asamoah Jan you know oh uh,
0: he, he was he, he still he was he was bad he was not a good he's not a great coach but
1: uh,
0: he he remind he reminds me of the olies of the um really crappy coaches you know what i mean when you're looking at the bottom tier coaches mm-hmm. he's kind of like the olie of of them you know It lacks ideas, talks about all the mentality and all this stuff, and it's just like, bro, like, you need to be better, Like I'm not saying only doesn't – I mean, I'm not saying only lacks ideas. I'm just saying that the way Steve Bruce talks is kind of like the same way, like, oh, we didn't have the mentality. We didn't do a great job here. Like, it's like, bro, you're not that good, man. Like, Newcastle (laughs) – like, Newcastle is not the best sexy team, but – they deserve better than than what they're getting with Steve Bruce. I think he's gonna get sacked, and he's just not a he's not a good coach. He's not a good manager. He's not a good coach, and yeah. um, he's get, he's getting lucky off this season because Sheffield, Fulham, and uh, whoever is on the, the the third bottom position there yeah. are so shitty that he's getting away with it. Right? Yeah. He's getting he's getting away with them being so shitty that teams don't look at him. But he is just as shitty mm-hmm. as them. Um, but somehow he has players that will squeeze out wins. Like who the hell has Sam Maximan on their team and uh, Miguel and He doesn't. They don't know what to do with these players. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's his own thing.
1: Um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah. you know, uh, Thomas Toko actually, um, he actually said Lampard messaged him. Man, eh?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that.
1: He, said he, said he, he wished, were, wished him well. You know. Told him congratulations and good luck, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I I'm pretty sure every manager sends that to previous managers, wishing them good nah, luck. Not, but,
1: not, not every manager does that, bro. Not every manager. Yeah. Most, of them are, most of them are really stuck in their despair and and, and just thinking, man, I just got fired. You know, Yeah, what I mean? that's fine. But,
0: either either way, Lampard is probably wishing him good luck as in, like, hopefully you fuck up. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I don't think we'll, so. we'll jump over um gotta cover some stuff liverpool beats tottenham today uh 3-1 did you watch that game
1: i watched it a little bit not that much
0: That's yeah
1: little... yeah Sorry? Go, on. go on go
0: on yeah no i, I caught a bit of the game uh, I was at work but i didn't i think i missed like the the third goal no, mm-hmm. no I, I saw the third goal actually i saw i saw the goals but i didn't see them in real time because I was flipping around. I was watching some other stuff, and uh, this game was was running while I was kind of like working in the meantime. But um, yeah, no, Liverpool man, they finally they finally this they is the thing I said. I said once one of their their center back comes back onto the fray, and they push either Henderson or Fabinho, you know, the, forward. Yeah. They're, they're going to start winning games, yeah. but then they do that, and all of a sudden Matip injures himself again. <laughs> this guy is glass like he is like the Eric Bai of light, Liverpool Flypaper. paper it was just such a joke, like mm-hmm. the guy comes back, you know, and you look and then they look like actually a decent team again, mm-hmm. and then he goes off injured and long term it's it's just i mean it's sad I mean you know that I don't want to be wishing any person as a guy who went through a bunch of injuries in my career. And that held me back from, in my opinion, fulfilling my full potential. Yeah. Um, I always feel for players anytime they're, you know, they're they're They go through injury spells and things like that, but man, there's gotta be something looked into there because uh, you know, the Liverpool case is quite bad. Like you've got Joe Gomez out. You've got Van Dijk out. Now Matip again, who came back and now he's out again, but you can see The moment Matip was on the pitch, like, you know, Liverpool sort of had like their original guys kind of in the back line. I know Fabinho was kind of filling in um, or Henderson, I can't remember now, but they actually look like a decent team and they can move the ball forward. They can push forward. They can do things. They should, that game should have been like 4 2, you know? So, Mm. um, but they just, they looked, back to their old self, mesmerizing in the attack, solid in the back, taking risks in the back line, but having assurance that they have some good defenders on the back to protect them. So, um, yeah, you know, but Mourinho, man, like, you know, the, uh, he's lost Kane now. And <laughs> Tottenham th- do not look like a, the- Huh? Kane is injured? Yeah, remember his customary. Ha- oh, he always has to have an injury every season. It's like every other striker. Every striker has an injury every season, yeah. right? So he's, he's injured again, man. He's injured for weeks. So, oh, for you a week. know, oh, that's light. That's not bad. No, no, for four weeks, weeks.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, but
0: wow. we don't know how long. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how long. It probably is going to be updated soon.
1: They'll they'll survive. Sun is there.
0: Nah, I don't think you know. know, I think
1: I think you know. You know the thing with Son, right? He produces even more when Harry Kane is not with him. (laughs) I don't think that.
0: I don't think that's true. I don't think that's really true. I think if
1: it actually is, he goes on a hot streak whenever Harry Kane is not there. But when Son is out and so is Harry Kane, then Tottenham have trouble.
0: I, yeah, well, we'll see about that, man. Because Son has been looking off, man. He's been looking really off. I think he's starting to get tired. These boys are starting to feel the pinch, you know. Yeah. the The teams that rely on a couple of players are starting to really feel the pinch. And Tottenham rely on the duo of Son and Kane. Yeah. I don't think they're. I know what you mean. I've seen I've seen Son go on a crazy run, but I don't think I don't think it's what's going to happen this year, man. I think you know, uh, Robin is his Batman. You know, I think that's what happens. And, yeah. you know, if there's no, if there's no, if there's no Batman, there's no, there's no son, man. So we'll see how it goes though. Um, but Mourinho, man, as a coach, like I, I keep telling y'all this, man, this guy is the master of winning tournaments, cups, all these things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the league, at this time of the, the, like at this, the modern day league does not have a lot of space for managers like this, managers who don't know how to coach their team on the front foot consistently. And I I thought he was learning. I I think we haven't covered him quite a bit lately. Mm -hmm. I I thought Mourinho has been learning, but um, it doesn't look like that's the case. It looks like, in fact, if anything, uh, he's actually gone back to his older self. Like there's games where they'll be playing and then they'll just kick back, sit back, and then teams will just hit them on the break and they'll lose the game. Mm-hmm. So it, you, he's got to give more. And I'm not saying you should go against Liverpool and then go punch for punch, but you should have looked at that game against United in the weekend and said, "I need, you know, Liverpool will always come out to play you, bro. Mm-hmm. you know. But if you have guys like Kane, Son, and even Dombella and Bergwijn, you've got to take advantage of the space behind. And I think they were trying to do that, mm-hmm. but they were so reactive that it was so obvious that you know what, Liverpool just needs to turn the screws up by a couple more and they will smash them. And honestly, Liverpool should have had more goals. And they, they you know, they they got one chalked off. Um, I know Son got his goal chalked off too for our side, but you know, they got one chalked off and Um, you know, they just don't look, uh, they don't look like, uh, you know, uh, sorry, Liverpool look good, but Tottenham don't look like a team that uh, could really do damage. And he's, Maria has got to change his ways, man. He really has to start trusting on the, I know he's playing the risk reward game, Mm -hmm. But he really needs to start trusting his offense a little bit more and just give them the ball earlier. Let them play with the ball. He has so many blessed players on his team that they should. In fact, if he if he if they're gonna score two, you should be scoring three. Yeah, you know they're gonna score. If you're gonna score four, you should score five. Like he should change his philosophy and forget about oh, let's try to squeeze one here because Dyer is not a top stair center back. I know he loves him because he speaks Portuguese. Um and what's the other guy that they play at? out of the wild is old you know mm-hmm. Um, Sanchez Sanchez fills in but you know he's prone to mistakes like for the defense forget them they two center backs are your weakest link just play on the offense man mm-hmm. play on the freaking offense go for it you have so many good players go for the freaking thing but anyway we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes they're in my opinion they're out of the race Um, right now so far I think it's now really city that's pumping up the the gas, uh, pushing the gas now. Um, You can see it with a 5-0 win um, against some of the men. And, yeah, so, you know, Tottenham, to me, don't look like – I think maybe the best they can achieve this season will be top four. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with the teams at the top, Leicester, United, uh, City, uh, Liverpool, good luck, man.
1: Yeah. I still think – I still think some teams are going to drop (laughs) –
0: I, I honestly think if any teams are going to start dropping, you're going to start to see Leicester slip up. I
1: think I think Leicester is going to drop. Crazy crazy yeah. thing! I still think the top four I predicted is still going to be the top four. Even
0: with, what was the one? What was the one you predicted again? It was
1: Liverpool. Um, uh, either Liverpool or City in the in the first place. Um, uh, yeah. second was going to be uh, what do you call it? Uh, well obviously they they'll both occupy the first and second place right then uh, mm-hmm. third would be i said i think i said chelsea and then fourth would be yeah. manchester united
0: interesting i i think you're i think you're on pace for that i think for me i think um i think i changed that. i can't remember but i still i, I originally said liverpool city i think chelsea and uh Le- Who did I put? I think, huh? I
1: think you put Leicester
0: in there. Or Tot- I, th- I think I put. Yeah, I think it's either Leicester or Tottenham. I don't think Tottenham. I think I said Leicester, and then United fifth or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm still on for my prediction, but I hope it doesn't come for fruition. I hope uh, I hope United because uh, we're so good, right? Like, well, not good, but we're we're in a good spot. I don't know. I hope we can. You know, put things together. Another thing too, as well, like this is mid season. We are not even done our um, mid season review. I checked it the other day. and the Teams have played about nineteen to twenty games. Yeah, so it's middle. Yeah, it's middle season, man. Who's been? Uh, who's been your uh, uh, top player so far this season?
1: Top player. Yeah, nah, it's gotta be Bruno, man.
0: <laughs> Bruno. It's
1: gotta be Bruno. <laughs>
0: But Bruno has taken a dip in form, though, lately. Yeah,
1: he's taking a dip, but, like, he, he, his dip doesn't last long. He's going to be back.
0: He's going to be back, eh? If, I mean, if he wasn't back against Sheffield, I don't know, man. Because Arsenal, the next game against Arsenal is going to be tricky. So, Bruno, I, I think, um, yeah, I think it's Bruno. I think the numbers uh, so far, you know, put him up there. But I think now he's starting to dip in form. And I think that, by the end of the season, people are going to start looking at Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, Ruben Diaz. Um, you know, who's been your signing so far this season?
1: Signing of the season. Oh, hmm. Let's see. That's actually a good one.
0: Definitely not Werner.
1: No, no, no. Not Werner. <laughs> um, I'd say, I mean, it was going to be Diogo Jota. But, yeah. but I'd probably yeah. say
0: Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Honestly, if Jota was still... Oh, wait, wait.
1: Um, Ruben, Ruben Diaz and and Wesley Fofana, Leicester.
0: I, I I don't think Wesley Fofana has been... I don't think he's even been that impactful. I, th- and I actually don't even think he's that good. I think he's been overblown. Um, I've actually watched some games, and I'm just like, hmm... He looks a little suspect. <laughs> he could be better. He could he could be better. Yeah, but he looks suspect. I think the best Leicester defender is the one that's injured right now. Who's that? Soyon so- Chu. So- oh yeah, Chu, so-
1: so- 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 Yeah, he's been.
0: He's a beast. He's a beast, man. Right? I guess a- he's a beast. He he's the one I think United should have put the bid in, not Maguire. When
1: when he fell was when Leicester fell, um, yeah, last season.
0: Yeah. But um yeah injured. no the
1: hmm? still injured eh
0: yeah he's still injured
1: for how long
0: but yeah I don't know but yeah Ruben Ruben Diaz for me is the guy um it would have been Jota for me but yeah. club messed up
1: hmm? yeah he got injured Jota got injured so can't be Jota
0: yeah. Yeah, it can be, but he was fire. He was scoring goals after goals. I think he was
1: the, he was I the think... key. If, if 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 Jota, if Jota was still here, like right now, he would be the guy to unlock the key, bro, you know.
0: If if he was still here, I think Liverpool would be top of the league.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because Firmino was on some such bad form. Yeah. And Jota was like the guy that, you know, people could turn to to like, you know, get the little Scores here and there, right? So, um, but you know, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think it would have been Jota, but Ruben Diaz is the guy. I think he's been immense. You know, clean sheet after clean sheet after clean sheet after clean. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. that back line.
1: Another, that, mm-hmm. another thing that could be the 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 signing of the of the season could be Thomas Tuchel nah yeah. no
0: man <laughs> nah. nah he's a manager he, he cannot he cannot be the sign of the season I think he could be good to get you guys to top four but I don't think that's dude you guys spent 200 million man like you guys should be you guys should not this should not even be a question why you guys are not even top four yeah. and if Thomas Tuchel, yeah. if Thomas Tuku Tuk- can't get you guys back with how shitty some of these teams have been bro you know you guys are going to be in a lot of trouble but as a manager, I don't know man. I don't think you could be you can look at him as a signing of the season. I think with all that money spent, it's an expectation for him to be top four, yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway um yeah dude so we've got uh, we've got that that piece covered. It's kind of like a quick little uh who's been the signing uh but another thing too as well, which team has impressed you the most this season so far
1: so far. Ah. Huh. That's a good one. I'd have to say are we doing are we doing our mid our mid season uh review right now?
0: No, we're just covering some things. You know, I just wanted to know.
1: The team that has impressed me this season, the I think I have three picks. Pick one. It would have to be either Aston Villa or Leicester or West Ham.
0: For me, it's West Ham. Easy, they're they're fifth.
1: Yeah, David, <laughs> it's easy for me. Moise has done some work now, yeah
0: Yeah, it's easy for me. I predicted them to be coming last, and they are fifth. <laughs> I was you like well, them
1: to come last.
0: Not last, but like you know, bottom three. I, I, um, I did. I, pre- th-
1: I predicted Sheffield.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Um, um but yeah, I, I, I predicted Fulham, West Brom, and I think West Ham. Um, but yeah, dude, like, uh, you know, West Ham has blown me away this season and they are looking really, really good every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Moyes really has transformed them. I didn't think Moyes had a lot of uptake with these players, mm-hmm. but he's gotten everybody together and he's really solidified that, uh, team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he's, they, they've been good. And I think, I think Aston Villa would have, would have put them there, but I think Aston Villa had that, like one player that drove them on and that was Grealish. And then they also have, you know, invested in Ollie Watkins and um uh Ross Barkley. Mm-hmm. So they actually have good players on their on the on the sheet. Even Berrand, uh, is it Brerand or Ber- Bernard Traoré? Mm-hmm. Um right. that's another player that they got that people don't talk about. Very underrated player. Um so they they've kind of shocked me. That's
1: a uh, Bertrand Traore, eh? the Chelsea boy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. And then your manager of the season so far, who's that?
1: Manager of the season so far. Hmm. Let's see. Could it be Brendan Rodgers?
0: Yeah, you could say Brendan Rodgers.
1: I mean, also David Moyes.
0: Yeah, David Moyes.
1: And Pep Guardiola.
0: Hmm. Should be only... Pick one, man. You can't pick three.
1: So, well, they the, the top of the league, so I'm going to go. Actually, Brendan Rodgers. Ah, okay. I say, Brendan.
0: Why would you say Brendan though? Last season, they they were t- they were like they were almost top four until they slipped in the last game. Yeah. Why this he... season,
1: it seems like he they just did the right business. He's been at the forefront of it. Mm. The way the guy just makes the the tactical schemes that he comes up with, the patterns, the way they play. Mm-hmm. Just, Deadly, you know. what I mean, unbelievable, and the, the fact that they're still giving people around for their money in the top four, even another one, and his man management, like skills and the style that he uses, is just. I think it's just class.
0: Is it really deadly though with his pattern of play when he, you know, lumps it long or plays non-stop through balls to Jamie Vardy to run in on goal? Like,
1: I mean, like if you if you got your strengths, you play to your strengths, right? The, the thing is, like, um, the, but the if you watch these guys, like, not even just in the prem. If you watch them in Europa League, man, mm-hmm. I those patterns of play come so evident and it's ridiculous. Like, you just see things that you you thought like you should not be doing, but they're doing it and it's effective. You know what I mean? So. Yeah.
0: He 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 reminds me of um, Antonio Conte. You're, you are right. I was just questioning it a bit because I know that some of their goals that they scored a lot this season has been really good through balls and counterattacks and playing behind space. But yeah. as you're right, you got to play to your strengths. And this is the thing that, you know, if we want to talk about managers playing to their strengths, Ole does this to the T. He doesn't even try to even think of pattern plays with the team. He just says, look – Let's That's just to this
1: guy you know, get it. <laughs> yeah, just
0: give it to Bruno. Send it long, and then when he tries to look like we're playing pattern play from the back, I'm like, bro, we know y'all are playing pa- pattern play. I know what you want to do, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, um, Brendan, I know he does play pattern play. You are right, and I have the, the manager that he reminds me a lot of is Antonio Conte, um, you know, from Italy. I know Antonio, in Antonio, my opinion, is a step above because Antonio, just the stuff he does with his teams is just ridiculous. But Plus Antonio
1: uh, he's a, a boon winner, bro.
0: Yeah, I know. But uh, Brendan, I've seen Brendan do that. So he reminds me of that. I, I, I see what you mean. For me, it's... Um, anyway, for me, so far, the manager of the season, um, I mean, it's easy for Pep to be lumped in there, but come on, he he spent so many money on so many players this season. It's crazy. Even Nathan Ake is not even playing. Um, but like what 50 million on him. Um, yeah. so, but the manager I think is David Moyes because David Moyes, not only has his team shocked me so far, but mm-hmm. he actually like is coaching his team. He's a very good coach, by the way, he's a phenomenal coach. I think, a lot, I think people underrate him as a coach, as a manager, he's dodgy, um, mm-hmm. especially with some of the big size, but you know, it's kind of good to see him come back and, you know, do what he's doing with West Ham. The fall from Greece with United was mm-hmm. pretty bad. He had some really bad stints with Real Sociedad, Sunderland, even with West Ham earlier. But now, this season looks a little bit different. It may be a one-season thing, but uh he's definitely my manager so far this season. So, we'll see how it ends this season. But, yeah. um you know, that's that. Anyway, speaking of Antonio Conte, their team... Uh, beats AC Milan two one, but yeah. when I'm when I'm going to talk about you know them beating AC Milan two one, we're going to talk go about
1: Zlatan against Lukaku. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, go. He was telling hey, hey, hey,
1: him, who, "Who do you got? Who do you got?
0: Voodoo shit with your mom or something." Um, I honestly, man, um, I don't I think care. There about...
1: was, if there was to be a fight, Zlatan or Lukaku, who would win?
0: Bro, like, I don't want to be biased here, but Lukaku looks to be the the bulkier guy, but bulkier guys doesn't mean you know how to use your skills. Zlatan is a taekwondo black belt or whatever, or whatever, karate or taekwondo black belt. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, Lukaku looked pretty pissed. I think if it was a street fight, Lukaku would just, like, you know, beat the hell out of him, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he was he was saying things about his mom too, so yeah, you know. mm-hmm. yeah, bro. I,
1: He's like, "Fuck you and your wife." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah he was pretty upset. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know why they got that mad at each other, but uh,
1: like, this the stroke of halftime too.
0: I know, I know, <laughs> but I think, I think Lukaku was still mad because Latan, um, you know, told him about his first touch. You know, so yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm taking a piss, but um, but yeah, no, that was that was the interesting piece. And then Zlatan got a card, red card, and they lost the game two one. So then Lukaku got the last laugh. Yeah, but still, you know, um, yeah, I just I don't care about them. Those guys were ex United players. They don't, you know, they're kind of kind of what they are. But yeah, yeah. Anywho, that's mostly that, guys. I don't know uh, if there's anything else you want to talk about, but that's mostly it for the segment today.
1: Yeah, I think, that, I think that, that rounds it up.
0: Rounds it up. Fun, fun times, man. This league has mm-hmm. been an exciting league. I've enjoyed nah, it.
1: It's good to know when it's like you know, the like the, the Premier League has switched hands in the top over nine times this season. Exactly. That's unbelievable. First time that's happened in in forever, actually. Yeah, so.
0: I hope there's a I hope there's a dip in form from City to be honest, because uh,
1: it will make it more interesting.
0: Exactly, it will make it very interesting. So I hope that would will, will be I hope, that.
1: But... I hope everybody in the top in the top five, top six drops in form and Chelsea just come back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think I don't think that's gonna happen, man. I think you guys i, I don't,
1: look, at the, look at the questions that are coming up
0: yeah it's, it's very possible, possible. possible. you are right, but I don't think I think maybe you guys may come back into tough four race, but I think that the first whoever is first right now has a good opportunity to run it over, and I think city really city will run this league right now. I don't think they're gonna be top till. You know, I, I hope they lose games, but I just my brain is telling me nah, it's not gonna happen.
1: But, but if Ruben Diaz gets injured,
0: true, but that kid doesn't look like he gets injured, man. He looks very stocky. He looks like he's like fit. You know, he doesn't mess around his body, and he doesn't get stupid injuries, right? So
1: true.
0: he he's on the right the right height for me when it comes to center backs, like six two, six three is the yeah. right height. If you're 6'4", 6'5", it's kind of like, hmm, you know, you may be too gangly or too langy. Um, I mean, I'm saying this, and Van Dijk is like, what, 6'5"? You know, he's a big yeah. one, right? But still, yeah. I, think, I think Ruben Diaz is like, he's like the right height. His body type looks like perfect for his height, and, you know, he looks like he has muscle on him and you can't mess around with him. So, uh, but we'll see anyway. Anywho... Um, that's mostly it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, please uh, tune in to us or not tune into us. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, and if possible, too, as well, join us on Podcast CBF. There's a guy that's on Podcast CBF that is supporting us um, on Twitter. Uh, he actually likes all my tweets anytime I send out a tweet. And I know it's Pro United. His name is Aki. Um, but uh, I wanted to give him a little shout out. I- Aki is Akinde Oh Akinde Oh nice Awesome Well Akinde We love you for doing that We appreciate it So please keep supporting us Um, But yeah Anywho That's mostly it from the show This is Uncle CB here That's Victor Speck Have a good one Ciao. Ciao, Ciao